everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and we're going to be having a lovely guest today. Her name is Angela Topman, and she's actually involved with multiple things in the community, which is great because not only are we showing that females can be entrepreneurs, but we're doing it, and it is completely possible. So, Angela, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Maddie, for having me on your program. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I'm very excited that you can make it, and, you know, it's exciting that we get to talk about all these projects, because I feel that not only can our viewers be involved with it, but hopefully they can tell their peers, their friends, and get not only their schools involved with it, but their communities. So, um little bit about your background. How about if you tell me about that? Sure. I actually grew up um, most of my life here in the Phoenix area, not too far from where we're sitting actually right now. Um, and uh, in college, I went to ASU. I have a degree in accounting. And, you know, I really thought at a very young age that I had figured out my life. I had, um, you know, people in my family that had set examples for me. And I knew that I wanted to be a business professional. And I thought that I was going to follow a specific path. And then my senior year in college, um, I got a taste of, quote, the corporate world, or at least, you know, at the time, what I had experienced it to be. And I realized that that wasn't how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I was, I had something else that was really, um, I didn't know what it was yet, but I, that I felt that I was meant to do. And at, at that time I had a really great opportunity presented to me, um, through ASU's college of business. I had an opportunity to become an intern at the rich dad company, um, which was a, a company here locally dedicated to financial education. And so I interviewed and I got that position. I spent six years at the rich dad organization. Oh. I held a variety of different um, positions there. Like I said, started as an intern. Um, and, and that developed into a role where I managed um, all of the international royalty and some of those relationships. Um, the Rich Dad Company sold millions of books worldwide. They were uh, branded globally, and it was a really exciting company to be a part of. The thing that really it showed me, though, is it showed me that alternative path that I um, was was interested in pursuing. I, I had never really considered um, a smaller business organization. And even though the Rich Dad Company had a global presence and they were internationally successful, um, you know, it was a small team environment. And I really loved that. And I really loved feeling like I was able to contribute my skills on a daily basis in a way that was impactful. Um, and in 2007, I, I left the Rishad company and um, one of its founders, Sharon Lecter, had also left the company and she started a new organization called Pay Your Family First. And the mission of Pay Your Family First was financial education for families um, with a focus on kids. And I, at that time, um, said, Sharon, I love this idea. You know, how can I get involved? So I came on as a partner and I have been with the organization ever since. I'm the vice president and COO. And I um, I run all of our community programs as well as developing business relationships. And it's a really rewarding way to spend my day every day. And that's wonderful. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because we had a wonderful talk before actually our interview today. And it was just kind of talking about, you know, having that courage to step out of your comfort zone maybe and be open-minded about those possibilities. Because like you said, maybe you didn't see yourself in this, this position, but everything happens for a reason. And just being able to put yourself in that can 
literally give you more opportunities than you could ever imagine. That's right. You know, when we do programs, we talk a lot about not just having the vision to see the opportunities that are in front of you, but having the courage to go after them. And really that comes from a lot of different places. Um, You know, you talked a little bit about being open-minded and being Mm -hmm. open-minded and, you know, having creative vision, that will really allow us to see opportunities. Looking at obstacles or challenges around us, that will also help us identify opportunities to create value. But really, we have to have the courage to walk through those doors. We have to have the courage to say, okay, I am going to do this. And have that drive that keeps us going because all of us hit obstacles along the way. Mm-hmm. All of us hit roadblocks. Uh, you know, even myself, I have at times said, well, maybe I should have gone down that path. But I know in my heart that had I gone down the path that I thought in high school that mm-hmm. I was going to, I wouldn't have lasted there um, because it's, it's not where my personal mission is. My personal mission is what I'm doing every day. It's being out. It's being in the community. It's setting a good example for my own children. And it's doing things that will influence their financial outcomes in the future as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so great because um, one of the key things that we talked about, like being able to have that courage is being confident and exuding a confidence that, you know, doesn't come across as arrogant or anything of that sort, but just being able to say that I have the determination to do this. And if I put myself to it, it's completely possible. That's right. And sometimes it's hard to have that, that confidence. Some people, it seems like have it naturally. And for others, it's a bit more challenging. Um, in our conversation before the interview started, I, I spoke to you about the fact that my my, my awkward teenage years lasted well into my 20s. At least I felt that way. Um, but there, you know, if, if we don't have that natural confidence in ourselves, what can we do to help develop it? And this is where mentorship plays a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was lucky that I, at various stages in my life, had different mentors to help really develop that confidence and help me see that I I not only could do the things I set out to do, but I was worthy of the success that I wanted to have for myself and for my family as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hilarious that you told me that because I feel like my awkward stages and like just getting done with it was way too long. Whatever. I'm sitting in front of a gorgeous girl. (laughs) She never had any awkward years to the listeners out there. At least I know other people go through it too. (laughs) But yes, I agree completely 110% that, you know, mentors have a big impact on your life. And if you have the opportunity to have a mentor or even to mentor somebody else, you know, it's being able to apply that and it can go in many directions positively and I'm glad that you kind of went into your role for pay your family first and what the mission is for that because I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about how people can get involved because it is something that's up and coming. Sure. So Pay Your Family First, we've been in the community here um, since 2008 doing a variety of different programs as well as programs across the country. And what we do is we do financial education, entrepreneurship programs, as well as business coaching um, for a variety of different um, individuals. We do have a lot of programs that focus around youth, though. So if you're interested in getting involved, we're always looking for for individuals who feel passionately about the types of programs that we do, who might be interested in volunteering. Um, a lot of our programs are non-for-profit programs as well, and so we are looking for funding partners actively um, for those, in addition to organizations who are interested in what uh, the programs are and think that they would add value to the young people that they serve. 
Wonderful. And and how is Pay Your Family First unique? Because I always like to ask that question because everybody kind of has their own little story, their own little detail about that. And, and I mean, from what I hear from Pay Your Family First, it's great and it's offering many young women a great opportunity. That's right. You know, we have uh, we have a big heart for the female um, market, obviously. Um, being our organization was created by an amazingly powerful woman. Um, obviously, um, as a female myself, I like to see any programs that that really do help empower women. And we have wonderful people within our networks um, that help us support that mission as well. Um, But we want to create opportunities for all young people. And the thing that's really great about Pay Your Family First is that when we create our programs and we create our content, we do it with, um, for example, with our youth programs, with the, the individual in mind that it's going to be delivered to. So what I mean is, Maddie, if I came in and I talked to you about um, financial literacy, would you be more interested if I spoke to you about the decisions you're making today or if I wanted to speak to you about starting your, your retirement plan? Probably about the decisions I'm making today. That's right. So there's a lot of really great financial education material out there. But really what we do to try to differentiate ourselves is to make sure that the material that we're delivering is relevant for the decisions you're making today and in the immediate future. That doesn't mean all those other things aren't important. You know, understanding the ins and outs of retirement are important. You know, we just feel that there is maybe um, a more appropriate way to go about getting you introduced to financial education, um, hopefully helping you understand the importance of understanding money, the opportunities around entrepreneurship, so that when you are ready to have those conversations about buying a home, investing in a retirement plan, that you have the baseline foundation to to make educated decisions. Yes, and I'm so glad that you also mentioned the whole relevancy factor, because so many times, you know, we'll go over so many topics, not only in schools, but in our communities at home. And it's always that one thing that's relevant to us today. It kind of sparks us. It intrigues us a little bit more. And it makes us think, hmm, maybe this is something that I need to think about even more. Well, and our goal is that in in doing a, a financial education program and seeing you know, how creating your income statement is important and understanding the ins and outs of, the ins and outs of managing your income and, and expenses, you will also understand why maybe some of the math concepts you're learning are important. You'll also start to understand why some of those economics concepts you're, you're learning is important. And that's something that, you know, when we first started creating our program, we went and we looked at the national standards and we said, how will we align? And our program does align with mm-hmm. family and consumer sciences standards. It aligns with the math concepts. And so, again, it's not just about the numbers, so to speak. Financial education isn't only about understanding the numbers. It's about a deeper understanding of the the concepts and why they're relevant in other areas of your life. Wonderful. And I'm so glad we got a chance to start this conversation that way with Pay Your Family First. And right now we're going to have some more questions for you, but after the break. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. 
We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're going to be continuing our lovely conversation with Angela. So she was just telling us a little bit about how she's involved with Pay Your Family First and how you can get involved. And and honestly, we were just going over the facts that, you know, anybody can do anything that they they pursue or if they would dream about doing. Honestly, those dreams and goals, it's possible. And now I just kind of want to like reel you into something, a personal opinion. Why are you so passionate about Pay Your Family First? Is there something in particular that just grasps your attention and makes you so intrigued about helping others to do this? Well, I do love being of service. It is a value that is very important to me personally. Um, it's something that is very close to my heart. I love the fact that I feel like I can go out and add value to the lives of others. Um, so th- that is a huge component of it. I think part of it comes a little bit from my background as well. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a pretty humble um, household. And, you know, definitely remember the situations where our financial um, situation at home played a huge role in the things that we felt like we had the opportunity to do. And, you know, again, remembering, I, I said money is not only about the numbers. There's a huge component, uh, an emotional component as it relates to money as well. And so even today, I can remember being a kid and, um, you know, remembering maybe that, it wasn't fun that I didn't get to do the same things that some of my peers got to do because we financially were not in a position to, to tackle it. Uh, you know, and I don't ever want anybody to feel that way. It, it's disempowering. It's the opposite of what we are trying to do. And one thing that we want to make sure that every person, no matter what their age understands, is that we're, we all have the ability every day to make decisions to influence our financial outcome at the end of the day. Um, and so my hope is that when we go and we speak to any group, especially youth though, that they walk away feeling like they can do something today to change their situation. If it's something that they're not happy with, they can start and do things today. Um, so, and then having my own kids as well, you know, knowing that the things that I do today will influence how they see their future um, is, a, is a huge factor for me. And that's wonderful because I feel like not only are you allowing this to be a part of your personal life, but literally, because you know, sometimes you'll hear those, those stories that you have to keep your your personal life and your business separate. And in some cases, yes, but I love that you're a mom and you're an entrepreneur and you're pursuing the things that you love to do. And you're literally telling people that, you know, it's the fact that you had the confidence to go out there and do it and you're pursuing anything that you please. Well, it's amazing. I think that some people do a better job than I do, I think, of (laughs) compartmentalizing their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. for, For me, it's very difficult because so many of the things and the tools that I use as a parent, I also use uh, as a professional person as well. You know, and so for example, communication skills. 
Very important if you're going to build a business, very important in developing relationships, and very important if you're raising children. Yes. <laughs> you know, having integrity and setting a good example. Very important if you want to be a community leader. Also very important if you want to be an effective parent. So, you know, the tools that I use in the two areas of my life often overlap. So I think that, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to completely keep them separate. And I wouldn't want to anyway. You know, my son has been to Thrive Time Challenge events. Great, yeah. And he's seen the importance of those programs and why they work. And I think that's amazing, you know, getting your kids involved at a young age and getting to see what their mom has has built up and that that opportunity is just, it's wonderful. So later on down the road, you know, they have an idea of what they would like to do. That's right. Perfect. And tell me about your relationship with Sharon Lecter. I've heard her speak. She's an amazing young woman and she's been able to you know, accomplish so much and do so much and continue to do that. Well, I first met Sharon. I mentioned earlier that I worked at the Rich Dad organization um, as an intern in college. And so that's when I first met Sharon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really I began to start developing a deeper relationship with her when I um, became involved with Pay Your Family First. I've had the benefit of having mentorship from Sharon for several years now. And this is why we talk a lot about mentorship, not just for Sharon. Um, It is an important um, offering that we can provide to to other young people or other people who are interested in really helping to expand their horizons. Um, But I have seen firsthand and I've been able to experience what the benefits of mentorship are. And when we talk about confidence, you know, again, for somebody who doesn't naturally have that confidence or hasn't been able to find the source of it, to know that you have someone in your life who sees in you maybe something that you don't or who understands what you're capable of and how to help develop that, mentorship is a a tremendous gift. And you're right, Sharon is an amazing woman. She has done so much here uh, in the community. She's done amazing things for the global community. And so I've been able to benefit as a professional who has been, you know, growing obviously over the last, you know, 10, 12 years of my career, um, but also as a person who has seen another individual do amazing things. That's amazing. And tell me now about your efforts with the Thrive Time Challenge, because you brought that up in the conversation, and we got to talk about this before the show as well, and I'm so intrigued by the whole idea of giving kids more opportunities, giving them the opportunity to get scholarships in such a unique and creative way. So the Thrive Time Challenge is a program that we run here in the state of Arizona. Um, It is a scholarship and a financial literacy program all in one. Our company created a board game called Thrive Time for Teens. It's actually a nationally award winning game, which I'm very proud of. Um, But what we do is we take the game into schools and youth organizations all around the state, and we introduce financial education concepts in a fun and engaging way. Um, You know, no matter what grade you're in, no matter where you are in your professional life, there are some ways that are more fun to get information than others. And so, you know, would you rather I come in and, and lecture on the topic of money, or would you rather get to experience what it's like to make those decisions in a safe environment? Yes, and I feel like kids respond to it in such a great way as well because giving them that opportunity and, like I said, in such a unique way because who doesn't love board games, especially, you know, kids and then getting to see that scholarships can, can, can come out of that. It's just, it's amazing. That's right. So what we do is we take these school events and we use them as qualifying events mm-hmm. um, to our state tournament. So during April, which is National Financial Literacy Month, we have a statewide financial literacy competition. It's a three-round single elimination tournament gameplay of our Thrive Time for Teens game. And so schools who have participated in the program throughout the year, they are invited to um, elect students 
us or these are students who qualified at events that we've gone to to come and to play the game. And the top three students at our state tournament, they win scholarships. The Thrive Time program provides $10,000 in scholarships. And Arizona State University, who is our partner in this program, matches those scholarships as well. That's awesome. Makes me want to play this game, too. Yes. (laughs) I mean, honestly. And and I've talked about possibly being able to be at the event and getting to experience firsthand and and kind of be an audience member as well to see what it's like. So I'm very excited about that. And um, just the fact that we also talked about that this is available for students to get involved with their schools. This is a wonderful opportunity. I'd love to have you talk more on that because if we can get more schools on board with this, you know, the more the merrier. That's right. So this is a free program to schools here in Arizona. Arizona and youth organizations. And if you're interested in getting involved, I would invite people to go to the Thrive Time Challenge website, www.thrivetimechallenge.com. You'll find my contact information there, but um, hopefully we can share that before the end of the interview as well. Mm-hmm. And all you do is let us know that you're interested in having a, a local event at your school. And again, that becomes the feeder event for our state tournament. Um, the, the schools who participate in the program at their school level, they get first invitation to send students to our state tournament. We provide all the tools necessary for large events. Our team will come out and we will actually facilitate gameplay, um, which I love to do. It's a, uh, definitely one of the funnest things that I get to do is go lead a, a gameplay event. Um, or we can provide video materials. Uh, we also provide the actual resources for gameplay. So you're not required to buy a case of games. Mm-hmm. You know, we will provide the games for the schools. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that you you mentioned that, that you get that hands-on experience. Like, how wonderful to be a part of developing it and then completely see it in action and see kids respond to it. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, it's one of the funnest things that I get to do um, in my role with Pay Your Family First is to be out in the community, to be working with high school students, to be mm-hmm. able to see the fun that they have with the program. And then, again, it's really rewarding to be able to, at the end of it all, know that we're providing an opportunity to go to, schol- or to, go to college for students who maybe hadn't had that opportunity or they wouldn't have if they hadn't participated in the program. Great. And I mean, this is a wonderful um, accomplishment being nationally recognized. Of course, like you said, you're definitely proud of that. I would be too. But um, how long has this program been available? The Thrive Time Challenge program launched in 2011. Um, But Pay Your Family First, we've been developing programs and tools like the Thrive Time game um, for several years. And although the Thrive Time Challenge program specifically is here in Arizona, we also deliver programs uh, around the country. That's great. And what are the reactions you see from the kids that are participating in this challenge? Because it's kind of nice to see their response and see what they think about it, too. Well, probably the best things that we hear is, I need to know this information, because obviously that tells us that we're out there teaching them something that they're interested in, that they see themselves using Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Um, We see a lot of fun. Uh, You know, like I said, sometimes it's easier to see why information is important when we can see it be put to use. The Thrive Time game provides a simulated environment. When you are making decisions about money in the game, you get to see what your financial impact of that is. You get to see if I spend $5 on coffee every day, or on stopping for you know a bagel, what does that mean to how much money I have left over at the end of the month? And the Thrive Time Challenge is a really safe way to experience that. Um, but the best reaction we get is, I need this information, and that they have fun. We always ask if they have fun, and overwhelmingly we get a positive response. Wonderful. I can't wait to talk more about it. So with that being said, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Same Game.
looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. 
We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. Again, we're continuing our lovely conversation with Angela Topman, and we are just taking some time to talk about the Thrive Time Challenge, which, again, I just want to say is amazing completely because literally, like you said, and I love bringing this point up, is when was the last time you got to play a board game and win scholarship money? And just as a high school student and looking for scholarships, I spend countless hours on the computer every single day sometimes, looking at what scholarships I'm qualified for. But this is just an open opportunity for high school students. It is an open opportunity. And the reason why we created it that way is because we, we really want to be able to reach as many young people as we can with these with these education concepts. I know, um, you know, we have talked a lot about the scholarships, which is a huge part of it. It's a very important part of, of the program itself. But in the very beginning, the first piece of the program is just having a conversation about money mm-hmm. and creating a safe space where if you want to spend $300 on clothes, you get to see what that does to your you know, money left over at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Or if you're interested in buying a car, you can see, well, not only do we have the car payment, but we have to then add the expense for the insurance and we have to add the expense for the fuel. And so the Thrive Time game is just such a fun way to talk about money. It's a fun way to start that conversation and to introduce the concepts and allow people who play the game to see what making those decisions, what that creates in real life. Mm-hmm. And I love that you just had said that, you know, it introduces them to the concept. I mean, there are a few times in class where for economics, I've had that little game where it's like, okay, I want you to, you have this much money of $400. Now I want you to pay your bills. And then I want you to pick a few things that you'd like. And from there you can kind of get to see this, but I love how the game again, like you said, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but you can experience it that way. So it gains knowledge as well. It definitely educates the, the people playing it. That's right. We had um, one young man out at Liberty High School. We played the game. And, and he said that he really loved the, the gameplay experience because he felt like even though he didn't win the game, he still won because <laughs> he learned a lot about life. Yes. Which, I mean, that is a tremendous uh, testimony for us. And that's why we're out in the community doing what we do. That's That's why we do it. Wonderful. And do you have any upcoming projects you can tell us about? Yes, actually, we have um, several exciting projects coming Great. up. Probably one of um, one of the most exciting is we're actually getting ready to launch a college curriculum. Um, so Sharon Lecter and I have um, together co-developed a college curriculum for a one-credit class, and we're looking to launch that. So we'll be reaching out with uh, universities and colleges who are interested in adding it to part of their offering. Obviously, we feel like money is a life skill. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to have the information. Uh, this is a very, uh, very thorough program that covers a variety of different topics. And, you know, our goal is it, it it's something that every inbound college student is going through. 
That's great. And the fact that you're now getting into the college curriculum, it's just another level of that. You know, you you can start from such an idea. It's on paper at first. And then you go from high school students and doing this Thrive Time Challenge to now getting involved with universities and college college students, which it's a nice transition because in some way, shape, or form, financial literacy is always going to be a part of our lives. That's right. Most of us make decisions about money every day. Even young people, we have talked to grade schoolers and we've said, you know, did you choose how to use money today? Whether it was putting mm-hmm. 50 cents in a vending machine or something else. At a very young age, we start making decisions about money. And so financial education should be part of the process all throughout school years, um, starting at the young age and then continuing into college because we're making different decisions. Not only that, but our values around money might change as time progresses and how we choose to prioritize using money might change. And so we need to understand what that means to our um, immediate future as well as what that means in the long term. Perfect. And I know you said that Sharon Lecter was also working on writing a book, which I think is amazing, you know, because who doesn't love publications and being able to read um, success tips and how people can gain that as well. That's right. Sharon is actually um, just putting the finishing touches on Think and Grow Rich for Women, which is a very exciting project that I've been able to support her in. It will be out in May or June of this year. So we're putting together the launch plan for that. It's a it's a tremendously exciting book. It was actually um, Think and Grow Rich for Women follows the same blueprint as as the original Think and Grow Rich, which was written quite a while ago um, by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he really created the, the quintessential thesis paper on how to be successful. That's really what Think and Grow Rich is. And so what Sharon does is she approaches the, those steps from a female's perspective. Uh, because even though the principles are the same, the steps to success are the same, the way men and women do them or um, boys and girls go, approach them are going to be different. Wonderful. And what is it like, you know, to be behind this, to be a part of such a big project and writing a book and being a part of that publication and just kind of like the idea and thought process behind it? Because I'm sure it's pretty exciting and experience, definitely. It is a very exciting experience. Well, any any way to be involved in a brand like Napoleon Hill is amazing. And again, being able to um, be associated with Sharon and being able to develop my career with her support has been amazing. And I'm always happy to, to do things that are supportive of her pro- projects. And that's really why I love what I do is because I know that the projects that she's working on are going to make a tremendous impact in the lives of, of those who participate in them. Uh, think and Grow Rich for Women, I think, is going to be a hugely impactful book. I think that it's going to be a book that women and young women are going to read, and they're going to say, oh my gosh, I relate to that on so many different levels, or I am having that same problem, and here is one way that I can overcome it, because the book actually takes the insights and the advice from women current and in the past, and really kind of delves into how they achieved their success. How did they overcome trying to manage a career and being a parent or being a wife? How did they overcome not feeling like they deserve success? How did they overcome a variety of different things? And then how did they surround themselves with people to support them in their process too? That's amazing. And I like the fact that you said these are tips that we literally use every day. And we were talking about this again before the interview had started. It's that we don't realize it, that we use them every day, and that these tips are so relevant to our life in any which way. But honestly, it is so much. If you if you sit down and look at it, you use it in one way or another. Right. Well, for example, the, the idea of perseverance. You know, this is one of Napoleon Hill's original 13 um, mm-hmm. principles of success. And many 
many of us face challenges um, sometimes on a daily basis, but frequent enough that we understand the importance of perseverance and on different levels too. Um, there's obviously a difference in the process of persevering through rush hour traffic versus persevering through major life obstacles um, or not being prepared for that final exam or having a major deadline that you're trying to, to come up against and feeling like you don't have the support of your team or, um, you know, but the really great thing about this work is it's going to bring to light some of the things that we know that we need to employ, but maybe don't know how and give steps on how to do it. And then there are other principles that maybe we might not be as familiar with, um, like the idea of auto-suggestion, which is really how are we feeding our subconscious and mm-hmm. what are we doing to set ourselves up for success in that way. Um, and, and it will provide the steps and the avenues to do that as well. Awesome. And I'm so glad that you're starting to mention you know, these 13 success tips. And if you can just touch on it a little bit more and, and how relevant it is every day. I mean, honestly, we said that the fact that we do use these every day, but that these 13 success tips, like you said, they were developed 100 years ago, I think, around that time. Napoleon Hill started mm-hmm. writing Think and Grow Rich over 100 years ago. Yes. yes. It was published during the, the Depression era. And now we're, we're still using those same tips, just in different ways. Like you said, the world changes. And with that being said, they're still relevant. It's just how we use them in different ways. That's right. Well, you know, one of the, the, one of the first steps or one of the first principles that we always talk about is burning desire. And when you, and when we say, how is this relevant for today? Um, I look at you, you know, Maddie, uh, you. Uh, intelligent, young, driven woman. And I would say that burning desire is a key part of what keeps you involved in all of the things you have expressed to me, um, your desire to create a platform and to help other people mm-hmm. and to be able to open doors for them. I see that being your burning desire. And, you know, as it relates to individual specific principles, they're completely relevant today. Um, these are, they're the steps for success. You know, these are the principles for success. They're not the principles for success back in the depression or yeah. the principles for success <laughs> back in the 90s or the these are the principles for success that have transcended time and even some of today's greatest thought leaders and today's uh, greatest business um, individuals they attribute their success and the foundation of their mindset to the principles of napoleon hill that's great and and just again on a personal note how do you find these um 13 success tips in your life um, you know, it's, it's funny because I see them in different air, in different aspects of my life. You know, I obviously, I have a desire to be of service and I have a desire to, um, create opportunities for young people to, to find success in their own way and to be able to build confidence. And so burning desire is, it's the thing that, makes it okay for me to maybe work late one day or um, allows me to feel comfortable taking on a role that maybe I didn't see myself in because I know that it's all part of the end game. As it comes to perseverance, um, I've certainly had obstacles throughout my life and um, had to employ a bit of that myself. Um, creativity, um, obviously auto-suggestion, the idea of um, using affirmations yes. and having positive talk. That's something that I've struggled with personally. Again, it gets back to that idea of self-confidence and um, knowing that you are deserving, knowing that you are capable. And um, so these are just examples of the different um, principles that I've em- employed in, in my life. And the great thing about Think and Grow Rich for Women is that it takes you through the steps individually. And again, it will tell you how to employ them just as the original book did and i think that is the wonderful part about it so again we're going to talk more about that but let's take a break for now i'm maddie rose and you're listening to the same game
Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and it's our final segment with Angela. So it's been great, you know, talking to you, not only about the Thrive Time Challenge, but pay your family first, and now about those 13 success tips that are so relevant today, and they have been over these past 100 years from when Napoleon wrote them. And now just going more into your your life as a whole, what do you find most rewarding to you for your job? Um, well, we talked a little bit about, you know, me just loving being out in the community and mm-hmm. being able to work with young people. Um, I love networking. I love being able to build relationships. But really, I think what it boils down to is um, really feeling like and believing that what I do on a daily basis is going to affect change in the long term. Um, and the other thing, too, and, and this is something that, you know, is very important to me as a parent, knowing that every day when I drop my kids off at school, that I'm going to spend my time doing something that's going to improve their future. Uh, you know, that's that's tremendously rewarding for me as well. That's great. And I know we talked about a lot about like strengths and weaknesses. You know, everybody has those roadblocks, those road bumps, you know, something along the way that's going to make you think twice and and possibly alter your path a little bit because it's not always a perfect road. It's not always smooth. But what would you say is most challenging to you about your job or even in life that you've had to go through to get to where you are today? Uh, well, as far as in my job, I would say probably the most challenging thing is sometimes things don't happen at the speed that we want them to, um, you know, and so having the patience um, and the perseverance, uh, there it is again, um, to know that, you know, all of the steps along the way, they're part of the process. Um, I, I think that, again, sometimes we want things to happen quicker than, than nature brings them. Um, and it's our job, I think, to find the the ways to catalyze those processes, to speed them up. Um, and, and other times we have to just know and have faith that what's happening today is part of the process. Wonderful. And what would you say is your biggest achievement? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that I have to kind of take it back to, well, I, I'm going to take it from two different angles. Um, professionally, uh, being able to support projects from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And again, Sharon Lecter, somebody who, um, is such a huge role model and somebody who has created a tremendous value internationally, um, is pretty, pretty amazing. 
Um, here locally, I've been recognized in the last year by the Phoenix Business Journal as part of the 40 Under 40, which um, was pretty great. That was a, a nice little recognition. Um, but the thing that I really loved was in 2012, Future Business Leaders of America named me their uh, Business Person of the Year. And that was related to the work that I do in the high schools and, and with youth and the value they saw in the Thrive Time Challenge program. Um, so that was that was a tremendous achievement. As a parent, I would say that every day that I come home and my kids are, are smiling and excited to see me, um, that that's a new reward every day. That's great. I'm so glad you said those different points and aspects because honestly, there are, are there so many things that we're proud about and it's those little things that keep us going. Again, it comes back to what you said, that burning desire. It's the motivation and determination that literally fuels those projects that we want to get into and not only the things that we're working on now, but what we hope to work for. That's right. And we talked a little bit about the importance of goal setting. Um, and I think that that's something that I have really been able to develop and understand the value of um, over the last, you know, 10 years of, of my career. And it's something that I have been working to implement in my household as well. At the beginning of this year, everybody in my family set goals, even my six-year-old, oh, Perfect. Uh, you know, and setting goals and being able to achieve them and celebrate them. That's a tremendous source of confidence, you know, and that's why goal setting is such an important process no matter what your age. Um, you know, my nine-year-old, he got one B on his report card last semester. So he set a goal this year that he wanted to get all A's on his next report card. He wanted to run a mile in under a minute. You know, and these are goals that he set for himself. I didn't tell him to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a parent, just recognizing the things that he feels important and validating them and letting him grow as as the, the small individual and the amazing person he is. And I think that for all young people, um, th- that's a great way to kind of express your individualism and to share what is important to you is set your goals and and then engage other people in the process so that you have the support you need. And that's great. I mean, even just involving your kids and and saying that that's a great example, that they're passionate about these goals. These are things that they see themselves doing and things that they're going to work for. So that's right. It's perfect. And again, um, you know, I like to talk about that women investing in women summit that we both attended and both met each other then. So not only are we able to have that connectivity, but um, one of the questions that I would ask is um, what advice could you give to your your younger self? I mean, I was asked that on the panel and that was, that really made me think and I love that question. So it's something that I want to challenge you to answer as well. I love the question as well. Um, And I think that you answered it beautifully at the Women Investing in Women Summit. And before I get into the answer, I want to say that that summit, it was a great way to connect with other people. And I think that that's a huge part of creating um, any any amount of success is helping build the people around you that can help you get there, no matter, again, what your age is. So whether you're 15 or 25 or 45, um, are you surrounding yourself it, with the people who are going to help you achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. And, um, you know, networking is the best way to do that. And developing relationships is so important. I'm um, getting back to your question is what advice would I give to myself? I think it comes back again to the idea of, um, you know, understanding and owning your power. Uh, that's something that I struggle with again, because I did have, I was slow to, to become confident and to really step into my shoes as, um, a, a young successful, businesswoman, I, I would say allow yourself to be be worth it. Allow yourself to deserve it. Um, I, I mentioned the post that Miss Outstanding Teen Arizona had on her, Ooh, her Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think it was Diane Sawyer who said there's going to be a I lot of people. So. Yeah, a lot of people, and I'm paraphrasing, who are going to want to do the same thing that you do. So you have to allow yourself to feel like you deserve it just as much as they do. And that's probably the advice that I would give to myself. 
That's great. And and I love looking back at this. The funny thing is that um, when they had asked me this, and of course, me being 15 right now, they said five years ago. And I'm like, wait a second, I was only 10 back then. So I guess um, if I was looking back back then, I can just say not to be so hard on myself. And that goes in line with what you're saying too. It's it's having that confidence to um, continue and to persist in what you're doing. Because like we said, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. That's right. And even though we, we hope for it to be so smooth running, there's always going to be a roadblock, whether it's small or large. It's just everybody has their own difficulties. That's right. And, and rather than beating ourselves up over the mistakes that we, we make, you know, look at it as a growth opportunity. What can we walk away with? What can we learn from? And then knowing that that little road bump or that mistake will allow us to share information with somebody else and that will maybe prevent them from making that same mistake. So see, we all have to go through these things so that we can not only grow individually, but better our offering for the world as well. I agree. And the fact that you say like servicing to others, this is a great way of educating them and informing them about possibly the things that we've learned. And then, like you said, in turn, hopefully prevent them from doing this or even educating them to make another goal. There are many times through not only the radio that I've had the opportunity to meet new people, but such as yourself, just allow me to motivate myself to get involved with new projects, to take on new ideas, to be open minded about new possibilities. (laughs) Yeah, those are all important pieces of the puzzle. And you're an exceptional young woman. And I appreciate having the opportunity to be on your show and to share you a little bit of the um, the experiences that I have had uh, over the, the last several years and being involved with Pay Your Family First and Sharon Lecter. Of course, I appreciate it. And one of my final questions is, what advice can you give to others just about pursuing a goal in general, no matter what it is? I would say that um, choose something that really you are connected to. Um, and sometimes when we are setting goals, we feel like they need to be huge, monumental achievements. And stretching yourself is important. Um, but what I would say is when we talk about goal setting, we say set smart goals. And that means they need to be specific. So know what it is that you're setting, you're setting yourself up for. What is it that you're going after? If your goal is to raise $5,000, that's specific. Um, second part of smart is the M measurable. So you got to know when you've hit your goal, right? That way you can celebrate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you might feel like you're constantly running on that treadmill and there's no end in sight. Um, a meaning that they're attainable so that it's within your realm. Again, that doesn't mean don't stretch yourself, but by attainable, it means it's something that you have the ability to achieve. Um, R is that it's reasonable. So, you know, again, if your goal is to to save $5,000, how are you going to do it? Um, How are you going to carve that money out of your budget or how are you going to create more money in your budget to do it? And then T, that it's time bound. Um, I heard a quote once that said, a goal without a deadline is just a wish um, because you really have no motivation ever to really push yourself to achieve it. Um, So definitely set smart goals and If you're finding that your goals seem too big, I would say break them up into smaller pieces. That doesn't mean the goal you've set for yourself is too big. It just means that we need to tackle it um, instead of eating the whole cake at once a few bites at a time. Exactly. That's a great little way to put it because I feel like so many times we will attempt to do um, everything all at once. But really, it's step by step, breaking it down and seeing that it is possible in little steps. That's right. And that will feed our sense of achievement as well, which will be important along the way. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for coming today. And if you'd like, you can um, share your contact information so other people can get involved with what you're doing. Yes. Again, if you're interested in the Thrive Time Challenge, please visit thrivetimechallenge.com. If you'd like to reach me directly, I am available at Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, at P-Y-F-F 
Net, and that's like Pay Your Family First, the name of our organization. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maddie. And thank you so much for listening to The Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and up next is an album of the month. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three kids in the car on a Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the sister's sitting in the front seat who at this part of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license. She's thinking to herself I can't believe that I'm still riding with them I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends And if by chance I fail the driver's exam Then I am running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough Brothers sitting behind her Who at this point of the song You need to realize is about five years younger than she is But he's still about two years older Than his little brother sitting next to him He glares down at his little brother And he's thinking to himself I can't wait till our sister's finally gone Then I'll sit up front Cause that's where I belong And I'll be rid of you You miserable worm Why don't you just run away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born They can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough And the little brother Who at this point of the song you need to realize Is a whole lot smarter than the other two think he is He glares back up at his big brother And he's thinking to himself I know that there's nobody back in the trunk Try to scare me with all that junk I hope you read my mind I think you're a skunk And guess what? I'm not running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And they can't say nothing Cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough And the mother who's been driving all this time She's thinking to herself Things that I'd better not say So we'll just pretend that she's thinking Oh, what a beautiful day The Kids Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org.